0: This podcast contains bad language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to a new episode of Notes on Nonsense, the weekly show where I talk about something that I think is a little bit of nonsense and hopefully present you with a helpful challenge to help you rise above it. So, this week we're talking about reviews. Reviews are nonsense, and I don't mean necessarily book reviews. Although, glad you asked. (laughs) My new book has been out about a month, and I'm enjoying some of the great reviews, and I'm laughing at some of the not-so-great reviews for many reasons. My current one-star review on Amazon is because the book did not deliver to this woman's Kindle. (laughs) How that is my problem, I am still not sure. But the interesting thing about what I've learned over the years, especially having a blog, having a prominent Facebook page where people can say whatever they want, and just about social media in general, is the truth that reviews are nonsense. They're absolutely nonsense. But yet, the reviews that we receive, whether for the work we do, The job we're doing, the people we are, etc., etc., those things carry a tremendous amount of weight and self worth and all sorts of things associated with them. So, I want to talk about the importance of reviews in your life. What reviews are you currently getting? And most of all, what reviews are you giving yourself? Now, Criticism and accepting careful criticism and, and helpful criticism is a really interesting thing. It's hard to do. It takes a certain amount of practice. It takes aside putting, it takes putting aside your ego in order to allow criticism in your life. And I don't think that we should not allow criticism. I don't think there is benefit to saying, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't talk bad about me. Positive vibes only. I don't necessarily think that's a way to live your life either. But I do think that there has to be like a trusted counsel or someone that is permitted to give you that kind of review that you just don't accept criticism, (laughs) accept input, accept opinions from people who are not quote unquote in your circle qualified to give them and the like. So that's what I mean when I say reviews are nonsense because the noise is so loud right now. It's virtually impossible to be heard. It's virtually impossible to be seen if you're talking about social media, about marketing, all of it. There's just too much noise right now. Those of us who are out there just trying to publish a book, the lengths you have to go to to just to have your book event show up on Facebook or online, it is exhausting. Exhausting. And then to be met with reviews or comments or messages that are less than favorable is really difficult. I, on one hand, say it's difficult, but in all honesty, I've been able to take them with serious stride this time. It doesn't actually bother me. I've been listening to Ryan Holiday's book, Ego is the Enemy, for a while. And I've been following a lot of the Stoic philosophy that he puts out through The Daily Stoic for well over a couple years now. And that has been one of the most beneficial things I think I have done in recent times, besides getting my eyes lasik like 10 years ago and buying a temper pedic mattress. Those sort of things are priceless, and I can't quantify how valuable they are. And that's how I feel about The Daily Stoic. And learning about putting aside ego and that the obstacle is the way in his most recent book, Stillness is the Key, has also been extremely helpful for me. So if you have resonated with anything I've written over the years or the podcast or kind of the struggles that I have, check out Ryan Holiday and his whole lexicon of books because it has really been a major game changer for me. And going into this publication, I knew that this book, The Year of No Nonsense, had potential to be sort of polarizing or like people to really hate it for a lot of reasons and people to really love it. And I chose, I chose early on to choose to really embrace and enjoy the positive reviews and to just let the other ones roll. And luckily, I haven't had a ton of bad reviews I mean I'm sure they're coming and I'm sure it's just going to be what it is and it doesn't matter I am actually not attached to the outcome of either <laughs> which is great um, and I had to be that way in a mental state because otherwise it's impossible to sort of navigate this space with being attached to your reviews and being attached to articles written about you so I'm going to tell you guys about a recent happening that I is it's very recent as in a day ago. <laughs> so the New York Post, which is a tabloid magazine, um wanted to write an article about me about my new book. And from the get-go, my stomach was like, oh, the post, you know, it's clickbait. It's yucky. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And so I talked to my publisher about it and they're like, you know, good press is press is press. You should do it because it's a national media outlet and who knows who might see it and it could be good. And so I agreed to do the article and, or the interview rather, and the article that came out yesterday The contents of the article, it's a little salacious because it's the post, um, but it doesn't say anything in there that honestly I haven't covered in some shape, way, or form over the years. But the hard part about this article (laughs) is the clickbait title, which is Bad Drunk Mom um, Gets Over a Drinking Problem Writes Self-Help Book. (laughs) And I look at that, and I cringe. I mean, it feels so gross. It feels so gross. Gross. But then I think, I think to the book I'm listening to, Ego is the Enemy. I think about, okay, why does it feel gross? Well, it's a slap to my ego. It's a slap to the quote class that I have tried to always conduct myself with on social media. And I haven't always done it, but I've tried, especially in recent years. To, to be classy and to not, you know, run ads and to to just take a higher road on a lot of things. <laughs> and so to now be the object of my own, um, you know, choice to, to say, okay, I'll do an interview for the New York Post and to now be transformed into to salacious <laughs> clickbait is hard. But when I ask myself why, why is it hard? Well, it, it makes me look gross. It makes me feel gross. And it, it just has all these levels of yuck. But the, also the truth of the matter is I have a great opportunity to have my story put out into the world. I have a great opportunity to help someone because maybe someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm a bad drunk mom too. And then they have a choice, you know, oh, maybe I'll get this book and it might be good. And maybe I see something in this story and maybe it'll be helpful. And then lives are able to be, you know, not, I hate to say lives change, but lives change because people decide to change, you know, but to be a catalyst, I guess, is what I'm looking for. To be a catalyst to change people's lives, if they're wanting that. And so when I think about why this article makes me feel yucky, it is only, only the fact that the title and sort of the way parts of it were written feel clickbaity. It feels, you know dramatic it feels gross but the message is still the same it's still my message the the author the writer jane ridley did a great job working for the post and also being very fair with the way that this article was presented and so i'm actually very grateful for it but now you know i have this hanging over me this this title um, bad drunk mom. And, you know, I have young kids and I think about, oh my gosh, because kids like to Google their parents. It's like a thing at school. And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, do I go ahead and talk to my kids about this? So they know when bad drunk mom pops up at school that they they know, oh yeah, to, they know to say, oh yeah, we know about that. Mom was a bad drunk mom and now she's awesome. So they're not taken by surprise. So I, the, the, This quote that I heard a long time ago that every next level or every next stage of life demands a new level of you, this is a next stage of life for me. You know, I, I was talking to my friend Susan, who I talk about in the book, and I just told her, I said, you know, the world before, before this book, before the New York Post article, um, before December, honestly, I was playing small. I was playing small as swim bike mom and having a podcast. And I was interviewing great people, but now it's not that I'm in a big league because I, I still don't think that's the case, but it, there's a different level now. And the level is I'm hitting some Amazon list and I'm getting some publicity and I'm getting the New York Post. And now it's this new like level of maturity and ego setting aside. <laughs> And, um, um, just sort of self needling that I have to stop and that's requiring a new level of awareness for me. And so the reason I wanted to talk to you guys on the podcast about this is because I wanted to share what I'm sort of doing to alleviate this next level anxiety, because as you can imagine, when I kind of contain my own world in the blog and on my own Instagram, things are easy. But it becomes difficult when you tell someone your story and they give you the title, you know, they give you the headline, they give you the label and you can't do anything about it. Like, for example, I hate the picture they chose to use of me. I hate it. This great photographer took amazing pictures and literally I feel like they chose the worst one, (laughs) Like, the worst one. And it's a great photo, you know, I'm not saying, like, I look terrible, but it is not flattering. It is not the one I would have chosen. And so, you know, I have to put that aside and be like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. So... The things that I have been working on on a daily basis since this book has come out to deal with the pressure and the thoughts surrounding reviews and opinions and, and all sorts of other side streets that I'm having to walk down. I am doing several practices. So first of all, I'm waking up an hour earlier. <laughs> For those of you who know me are like, what? Do you get up at midnight now? <laughs> no, I'm, I used to get up like at 430. But that was when I was doing like longer endurance training. So I just get up at five um, because my kids have to start getting ready at 630. So that gives me an hour and a half before I have to wake them up. And what I do is I'm trying to meditate anywhere from 10 to 25 minutes where when the coffee is brewing. And then after that, I do some morning pages, some journaling to kind of clear my head to make my to do list to get things straight on what. I want to do for the day. And after that, I pour my coffee. (laughs) We have a really slow coffee pot. (laughs) It's like purgatory while that coffee pot is going. I do that. And then while I drink my coffee, I read the daily devotion from the Daily Stoic, also by Ryan Holiday I mentioned earlier. And then I'll take some notes. Maybe I'll share whatever I read with my life clients that morning and, and just prepare for the day. And then I'll do some work, answer some emails, and then get my kids going. And what that does for me every day. I didn't do it this morning. I woke up later because I was exhausted. I didn't feel as good. I still got in a short meditation, like seven minutes, <laughs> and it, it, it did help, but. What grounding myself in the morning is doing for me? Okay, I don't know if you guys can hear that noise, but my lizard is, I'm, I'm recording this in the living room today because I'm too lazy to go up to the studio, also known as my bedroom, and I'm sitting by the lizard who usually doesn't move and now he's banging around. So if you hear something, sorry. But going back to these practices, they have been super helpful for me being able to digest the reviews in my life that are coming in lately. And what I mean by the reviews is, yes, the public reviews, the opinions of people, the people who say, I, you know, someone will post, hey, I've got The Year of No Nonsense. It's a great book. I'm looking forward to reading it. And then someone comments, oh, um, yeah, I don't really think that's for me. (laughs) Or they say, hey, can I borrow that when you're done? I'm like, no, buy the book. (laughs) Don't borrow, buy. But just things like that that can just, like, get in your skull and kind of fester there. It's it's so easy to attach to the feelings of, you know, greater importance, like, oh, this book is so important, and people don't understand, and they don't understand that I'm paying for my own book tour, and they don't understand, understand, understand. And all of that goes back to ego. It's about ego. And when we allow other people to perform reviews the attaching any sort of emotion to their review of your life of your book of your you know play music production whatever even your job performance even the way you look it's a review of you right and so if you are attaching significance and importance to that review then you're just allowing yourself to go crazy and the ego is what is speaking the ego i am learning is what is kind of crying out like, I'm not going to take that. You're not going to talk to me like that. You don't know how hard it is. That is where the struggle is. So my challenge for you this week is to look at your life and where you're getting reviewed and whether you are first, if you're reviewing yourself and you're doing, oh my gosh, the lizard literally just fell down and now he's running. (laughs) Are you okay? Oh my gosh, you guys, he jumped out of his cage. He's like a comic. What are you doing? He has stairs that he can walk down. See, you heard it first here. I'm just going to record upstairs next time. Sorry, you guys. It's too late now. Life is too busy. My challenge for you is to keep your crazy lizard contained in his house. Okay. So if you're reviewing yourself and you're being overly harsh, I want you to, the challenge is to recognize it this week. See what you're being so hard on yourself about. And then ask yourself, am I being hard on myself because my ego is getting kind of damaged or bruised here at the moment? Like what's driving it? What's driving it? And then of course, with the reviews that other people are giving you, set the ego aside. What can I learn from this review? Ugh, that feels gross, doesn't it? What can I learn from an article that now labels me bad drunk mom? (laughs) I can learn that there is truth in that title, there was a time I was a bad drunk mom. Hmm, interesting. That kind of sucks, kind of stings, but that's okay. But what I can also learn from it is that I am no longer that. And so I can find power in that, and not in an egotistical way, but in a way of like, hey, you've done okay, Mayor. Like, you've done good. Congratulations. And it's important to do that too when you're accepting reviews. Like, keep the ego aside, keep it separate, but recognize that you're doing the best that you can and that you've done all right. <laughs> you've done all right. But also take the constructive criticism from the people that are in your circle and let the rest go. If I can work on this right now, you guys, you can work on it. Together we can do it. (laughs) Together we win. And I'm going to go now because the lizard is losing his mind. So that's the end from Meredith Atwood, Notes on Nonsense, and Matthew the Lizard. Until next time.